Hey Krishna. Welcome um, Chandra to the show. This is Leadcast, the podcast interview series with experts and leaders. Uh, in fact, this is the eighth episode of Leadcast, and I'm so happy that uh, uh, Chandra could join the show. Uh, welcome uh, uh, to you uh, to this program. Thank you, Krishna. Happy to be here. Thank you. Great. I have heard of so, your previous podcast and I've loved that. Wonderful. In fact, uh, uh, this started two weeks back and I'm so happy that uh, this podcast are listened to more than thousand times uh, in, in different uh, platforms. Now Leadcast is uh, distributed across platforms including uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, we have the Breakup, you know, then we are also distributed in Overcast, Pocketcast, Spotify, which is one of the most famous platforms used by for music lovers, as well as the Radio Republic. So I'm so happy that uh, uh, you could join today for the eighth episode. Uh, just to give uh, a brief uh, intro of uh, what you do uh, to our listeners. Um, in fact, uh, uh, Chandra is Chandra Mauli Pandya. He's a, he's a leading edge tech expert, uh, mostly working on automation, API, uh, artificial intelligence and crypto. Uh, in fact, last week I had a great opportunity to have a very detailed conversation with him and I was so delighted uh, by the way he, uh, you know, kind of talked about how and and that kind of gives me, uh, you know, a special uh, uh, delight uh, to kind of work with you, uh, Chandra, on this show. He's a great startup mentor and also associated with NSR Cell of uh, Bangalore, uh, innovator, right? So uh, uh, here we have... Uh, a uh, couple of questions to start with, because since we chose uh, to have a discussion on artificial intelligence, um, I mean, as an AI expert and as an expert who has helped startups to work on AI, uh, Chandra, my first question would be that this is a this is a big buzzword right now, and a lot of companies are betting on this technology. Uh, what do you think? How, maybe uh, to explain AI to normal people, how would you how would you explain that? So. Krishna, you said it very well. Uh, AI is a big buzzword right now. A lot of companies are now focusing on AI. But AI per se is not very new. Right? The concept of AI, uh, if you look at it into stories and such, has been there since Greek mythology. If you look at the first AI program, okay. that was actually written in 1951. So it's been almost 70 years that AI has been around. Oh, great. Okay. It, it's not really a new technology, but it's picked up a lot of pace in the past about, I would say, 20 years. And that's because one of the key requirements for AI is a lot of processing power, a lot of memory and connective. So today's in fast internet speeds, the progress in the processors and the ability to have a lot of memory on very small disks has come together to really bring the capability of AI to the masses today. I see. If you look at the history of AI, AI progress was very slow from 1951 when the first program was written to 
about 1999 when sony came up with its toy dog called ibo okay post 1999 is where we have seen a you know a faster pace of growth and that's like i said because of all the increased processing power that we have nowadays the better chipsets the better processors that are getting developed and as they improve the power of ai is just going to grow okay uh if you look at companies today like i said you know a lot of them are banking on ai one key development i think this was announced about 2 days ago uh softbank just released their vision fund 2 now vision funds by softbank are big um, chunks of money that they earmark for various industries and the visions fund as the name suggests is where they feel the future opportunities lie so vision fund 2 which was announced i think a couple of days ago is 108 billion dollars right 108 billion dollars only for ai kind of initiatives that's the kind of should, potential yeah right so in fact this month itself microsoft actually you know i, I think they they are coming to the most winning ways and they they bet on 1 billion on holy grail of ai which is the article which came in the forbes but this this figure which you said 108 billion by softbank is like really really massive right and most of the technologies if you look at today um you know which have even the startups that have been successful at some point in time you will see softbank funding in that whether it's alibaba or whether it's flipkart amazon uh, almost all the big startups that have grown up there has been some amount of softbank funding there so they are a great uh, thermometer if you would like to call it that to know where the upcoming technologies or where the success lies i see so do you think that ai kind of uh, systems can be built by you know very large um, companies say for example microsoft or companies funded by softbank you know with a lot of money coming in or do you think um, you know small companies can also start thinking on in the ai way so is it talent or is it money or is it the combination of everything which matters so what do you think can actually power ai you know driven startups okay so i'm going to be a little lengthy in my answer here okay and bear okay. with me with that yeah uh, because i need to give you some context okay before i answer your question so there is this uh, kind of understanding in the industry today that if you want to do ai then you need to learn python as a programming language okay. right, which is um incorrect you could do programming in java you could do programming in c++ okay. you could even do ai programming in javascript for that matter mm-hmm. okay and there are a lot of other languages in which you can do apart from python okay so anybody who's a programmer can make an ai right it doesn't matter which language they use the language isn't that critical the reason most of the people today use python for web based ai okay and i am stressing web based ai because i'm going to also talk about some different types of ai that are there 
web based ai python is used because python is one language that has a lot of libraries that allows you to call functions that you need to enable your ai easily okay if you want to said if you decide to build your ai in say php then you might have to create all those functions from scratch which is why people prefer python because it gives you libraries makes it easier for you to program that's all so anybody can actually sit at home and create an ai right you don't need mega computers today there was a time okay that's one of the reasons why it took from 1950s 1999 or in fact 2012 for ai to become mainstream there's there was a time when you needed huge computers you needed mega processing power to enable an ai but now those huge processing powers are available in your mobile phone right your mobile phone cpus are really powerful right so you can easily build an ai but one of the biggest things with ai is if i build an ai on my computer and i leave it there and don't connect it to anything then it's of very little use the power of ai comes from the data that it gets okay right so i need to be able to connect that to the internet i need to be able to give the training data that is necessary for my ai and that kind of training data is today available mainly with big corporates companies like google or amazon right which has huge amounts of data that it can use to train ais so it's um to answer your question it's going to be a little ambiguous answer okay yes you can build an ai on your own to some extent you want you can even train your ai use, using the data sets that's freely available on the net today but after a point you really need good quality data sets to improve the quality of your ai and that's where the power lies with the big corporates today i see and information does not really become completely free for everybody and anybody to use that power is going to remain concentrated there great so this is also the so uh, artificial intelligence is also sometimes called as the uh you know kind of machine intelligence or you know i mean it's kind of used as machine learning as well right uh you know the machine start learning so what is the exact, exact difference between that so um see th- this is a, a very early days where a lot of people are starting to deal with ai right so there are different uh definitions of ai floating around depending on who you talk to some people right. like to differentiate between deep learning machine learning robotics and what they define as ai there are others who would call all of this as ai and then differentiate based on the usability of ai right limited use ai generic ai uh, super ai so depending on who you talk to the definitions vary personally i believe that ai is an umbrella term that covers everything from deep learning machine learning to robotics 
and any other way of incorporating intelligence into machines so if you look at the movies that you have seen okay they, the more the recent ones are like irobot or you know artificial intelligence was one of the movies but if you look at the older movies in space odyssey 2001 uh, you know there was a computer called hal 9000 so all of these ais are something that's not really present today right? it's still something that we might achieve in the future all of those are general purpose intelligence right where uh, you ask a question uh, about the weather it will tell you the weather and then you say hey i want you to uh, you know control my spaceship and it's going to be able to do that too and you say make me a bacon it's going to be able to do that too right so that kind of artificial intelligence we haven't really achieved today things like alexa or google assist all of those give you a kind of a feeling that it's that kind of a general assist ai but they aren't really they are just looking at all the data that's available on the internet and you know pushing stuff to you which seems the closest match to what you asked most of the ai today is very focused right and that's where people differentiate between these things like deep learning machine learning robotics ai so when you talk about deep learning it's usually where you use something called as neural networks right a neural network is a really again a really old uh, concept in ai but it it's very similar in concept to our brain right? i i don't really want to get very technical on you uh, on this because neural networks in itself is a very vast subject okay uh, but it's very similar to how the neurons in our brain work with training on a neural net data the neural nets will form opinions about what thing is closest to it or what would be a closest match to what the input it's received and then throw out a response based on that right so that's the deep learning kind of thing uh, machine learning has a combination of both sometimes a neural net and sometimes adaptive and regression prog- programming which would uh, based on the experience it adjusts itself define okay what should i do next so it's like that toy that you uh, we used to have when we were kids that would hit a wall and then it will keep hitting the wall till it turns it itself enough to find a free path and then it will okay. keep going straight till it hits the next wall right okay. so that's kind of machine learning and then you have robotics right where you have automated robots in manufacturing plants who do those kind of you know work where you have programmed very specific instructions to it and it adapts to it but in a very limited sense and then you have things like natural language processing that's things like google assistant or alexa right where they are trying to understand 
the conversation that you're having with it okay so if you talk to alexa and you say you know what's the price of uh, the next sanban uh, music festival and it says 500 dollars and you're going to say oh that's highway robbery then it will understand that you are saying that that's too expensive right and it's and the fact that the context is to those tickets that's natural language processing right. right now the ai that we have are these kind of ais and there is a lot of overlap between the two yeah so the i think some of the most popular examples of ai uh, actually helping us to uh, lead a better life right say for example alexa could be one or text to speech or you know speech to text i mean there are various applications or for for that matter the amazon recommending uh, you to buy certain products because you bought something else so these are these are things which uh, kind of help us because Uh, or sometimes kind of manipulators so ai can help or manipulate right in terms of your behavior uh, which you show on the internet yes you are right so um, most people misunderstand ai as being you know something smarter than human beings today's ai is not smarter than human beings there will probably be a day when ai surpasses human intelligence but that's still in the future and i would say that's really far in the future it's not very soon however purpose built ai can be very helpful so the limitation of ai and when a company is looking for implementing ai this is one of the key things that they need to understand is the accuracy or the the output that an ai can give is going to be as good as the data that you have fed in right and that's a very old uh, it concept garbage in garbage out yeah right so if you're going to feed your ai while you're training the ai bad data it's going to make bad decisions and there have already been instances where companies have faced backlash because of that amazon being one Amazon's recruiting platform started recruiting biased uh, started making decisions which are biased towards gender and ethnicity of people and that to actually bring it down because the data that it was fed was skewed it was not intentional nobody wanted the ai to be biased the whole purpose of implementing that ai was to remove human bias because the data that was fed into it while training it was skewed you know it it had a gender and an ethnicity bias when it was in resumes right great yeah so um i think uh, one of the things which probably people would love to know is that uh, i think ai is kind of helping uh you know humans to kind of reduce the repetitive manual boring and and very difficult tasks right tasks which are repetitive uh, at the same time they don't want to do it or people don't want to do it so they so ai will that will that help uh, uh, is that the kind of applications which are coming up 
or is it is it that the, the in certain area that you don't have much talent so uh, so ai is being developed to kind of uh, you know reduce the problem of talent scarcity in that area what do you think about it so you're right in both cases uh, it's intelligence right so it depends on how you apply the intelligence it could be applied to automate stuff that are menial that there was a time when uh, people were you know we had sweatshops where people were sitting and doing the same task over and over and again and those were the people that weren't really very smart right they were people with minimal skills but could do a task repeatedly and that's why you had sweatshops where people were sitting and doing those kind of things and an ai which is a very minimal ai right you don't need a fancy one can be used to automate tasks that you don't really want to spend a lot of time and effort doing on the other end okay if you look at ai that is currently being uh, it's still in its early phases which is being used to help medicine right so there have already been te- uh, implementations of ai where ai has identified potential tumors okay cancerous tumors in photographs in uh, x-rays and you know mris and those reports where humans did not detect it because it was so early that a human was not really able to figure out that this would potentially develop into a tumor but it existed so the ai could and those ais are really complex right? those ais process a really huge number of data that a human being would find it difficult okay so, okay so how how do how do you see how do you see ai you know uh, as a as an application helping um, you know startups in bangalore i mean are there interesting ai companies coming up in bangalore or in india for that matter uh, which is which is kind of showing traction in the work they do or the progress they make you know yes definitely i think we have a huge potential in bangalore for do ai startups two key reasons because uh, ai needs good programmers right yeah. bangalore is the hub for programmers and even companies in the silicon valley or if you look at uk companies and all of them do outsource a lot of their programming to bangalore so the talent is there great the people here need to uh, kind of get out of their mold okay I'll, i also see a lot of people just happy with the level of programming that they have been doing for say 5 years so if ai needs to pick up in bangalore at a really large scale so there are already startups in bangalore doing ai okay but if it needs to really grow then people need to get out of that mold and start looking at doing things differently and another yes. advantage that india has as an ai Uh, hub is the amount of data set that we can access right we have the right. second largest population therefore we have access to a huge amount of data on which we could potentially train ai so these are amazing factors that we have at 
our disposal we just need to grab it if you look at china they have already started making strides in this um recently they announced the development of a processor based on open source data which would help future reacts right other com- uh, countries like us and uk they are still struggling with internet connectivity i mean most people are surprised that us has worse internet connectivity than india yeah we have all those factors that is going to be a real enabler for people here to do something in ai if they want to great so which are the areas in india like you know especially in bangalore ai is being used uh, to solve problems is it healthcare or is it something else uh, some something which comes in your mind immediately so there there is one that has been really successful and actually you might have actually used it um, that's if you have seen all these banks implementing chatbots oh yes right? yeah that actually cfc's chatbot runs uh, based on a, a bangalore based startup that does natural right so there yeah. are we see in bangalore um, natural language processing there is another startup that i um, kind of helped them last year was an agriculture based startup so they were looking at implementing ai in harvesting crops oh great great um, then there is another one that's based on autonomous vehicles okay so these three really uh, high potential startups that are coming up um in fact this is not bangalore particularly but uh musk has also you know applauded the effort by the madras students on their design of hyper right. so there there are a lot of uh, these applications that are coming in that are using ai even if uh, sometimes it might not immediately feel like it's ai but the background could be powered by ai right and one of the things which i really like about ai is that uh, the machines start learning and like you said with large amounts of data sets the machines make better sense each time they are go undergoing a transaction right so it is like scalable right so the, the other thing which we're talking about ai is it's much scalable it is better than yesterday right yes that's correct so if if somebody wants to know like what kind of an ai algorithm to use for their use case um i did publish an article a while ago on my linkedin i think it is 2016 or something uh 2016 or 2017 where i have created a chart that lists all the different types of uh, algorithms and you know where is it the best fit so you yourself can take a look at it if you like definitely uh, there are so many ai options available so it could be you know any startup could use it it could be a social startup right it, it does not necessarily have to be a technology startup uh, it could be like i said there is an agriculture startup that's using ai today right helping ha- you know harvest crops and stuff there is a startup in mumbai that is using 
AI to improve the reach the villages and stuff for various benefits helping them grow AI could be in education right? there is no industry limit in which you cannot implement AI great i think i think uh, i'm i'm so happy that you could join chandra for this podcast and the inputs are so important and so relevant uh, i mean um, uh, anybody who is kind of wanting to know about ai or wanting to set up a startup uh, uh, or you know based on ai or probably trying to find out a solution for a problem which is existing i mean ai could be a big enabler right so uh, thank you so much chandra for joining this show and i'm so happy that we could uh, do this today uh, great uh, great indeed uh, um, and i hope to uh, talk to you again in one of the coming episodes on uh, blockchain because in the last conversation i was really mind blown by the fact that how you explain blockchain you know in 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 a in very simple manner because i'm not a technology guy but you made me understand what it is i mean you are a great teacher chandra so i appreciate that as well Thank you Krishna for the kind words and thank you for having me on the podcast it was a real pleasure talking to you Thank you so much thank you